I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. I am one half of your fast food coupon connect, Jordan Ferguson. My name is Kayla McKinnon. There's so many ways you can listen to this show, primarily SoundCloud. It's where we live. It is. For the moment. We just live there. It's the reason we can't get on Spotify, apparently. Found that out. What? Because we're hosted on SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud and Spotify aren't getting along. <gasps> Spotify probably low-key. It's probably shade on Spotify's part, but like I can't just like pop our RSS feed. That is uncalled for. We have to switch our entire hosting to like get on Spotify. That is not going to happen unless SoundCloud runs out of money. Which may come sooner than later. At any rate, for the moment, swing by there, give us a follow. You'll get a notification every time a new episode goes live. If you don't want to do that, we understand. We get it. We know you're busy. Times are tough. Temperature has risen above maybe six degrees not, in Toronto not, on the regs. Oh, maybe on the regs. But then it's going to go back down. You know it that, right? It is going to go back down. And everyone's like, oh, spring is here. And I'm like, do you assholes not remember last year where you were all like, oh, it's so nice. And then it snowed again and got miserable. Y'all got one eight degree day and you're flooding, this, flooding these streets with the DSLRs, taking photos out in front of Angel Wing Graffiti, like for your Instagrams, hashtag influencer life, like, <laughs> and you then suck. Caitlin's, you do suck, but we understand. We still want your, we still want your ratings. And we still want you to listen to the show and to maybe, you know, talk to us about stuff because we don't understand. I got to ask you about things later. <laughs> So if you'd like to subscribe to the show, you can do that via our SoundCloud or really anywhere you get your audio content. Not Spotify, apparently, but anywhere else. Give us a follow. Look us up. That Google, means us. Google us. Google we on, us. We on the Googles. Yeah. And that means every week delivered, piping hot and fresh from your mans. Chauncey, the geek down internet elf. He will bring you those episodes live and direct. If you have any further inquiries into how this process manifests, get at us on our socials. Primarily Twitter, because Facebook fucking sucks. Okay, so, short story, long-ass situation. <laughs> Took me days to post something up on Facebook, because it was broke. Not, like, out of money, but just, like, a broken thing that was broken. Couldn't post a picture, couldn't post it all. Could barely use Messenger. Barely message. Instagram was also down. The one time I tried to post something on Inst- on our the show Instagram, which is also at Geek Down Pod. Nope. Nope. Nothing uploading, nothing refreshing. And so I am mad at Facebook right now, so I am not going to even say its name properly. Take that, fashion book. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what did you just say? Fashion book. You said you weren't going to say the name properly. I'm not saying the name properly either. I meant the address. Oh. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're calling it fashion book. Fashion book. You know, what, know what's happened? Hmm. A... A hipster marketer has come in. They, you know, rebranding. Yeah. This, you know, the, the outage really, the downtime really affected our brand. And so we not time even for that, time for a rebrand. It's 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 old mall, right? It's the yes. old mall of social media. So, yep. you know, they can't put a lot of money into fixing it up, but they want to attract the the new users. They just want to fool, the, fool the millennials. Yeah. So, we'll start calling it Fishbook. 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 
www.fishbook.com forward slash geekdebut. It's just sweet. It's literally just weird. There's a bunch of umlauts for some reason. There's... An excellent grave. Oh, we are idiots. If you would like to support this idiocy, there are a couple ways you can do that. Patreon.com slash GeekDownPod. You get bonuses. You do. And I think I think we're going to do another bonus today. <laughs> so she's saying. She's saying. We may, patrons, we know it's been hot and cold. Yeah. I think I may like to switch us to a more, um, we used to do monthly bonus apps that were more of a production. Yeah. Um. I think perhaps it may behoove us. Ooh, a nice four dollar worth there. Behoove us, from the makers of Fish Boot, <laughs> to just do a uh, a. Wow, I was ripping that off and I didn't even realize it. Uh, do a slate plus, or as they call it, slap plus. <laughs> they do. They do. Actually. They call it slap plus. Why? Uh, I don't know. Why do they do this? But where it's just a bonus segment for patrons every week, right. so we might not do an hour long production D and D. Thing. process thing we might just do what we're do facial treatments yeah <laughs> not get, those kind god you people are sick who was even thinking that at this table i wasn't it was them oh my god that had nothing to do with me even if you're that filthy we would still like you to visit patreon.com and yeah. consider supporting this endeavor financially or go to ko-fi a coffee cafe ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod Three bucks. That's all. That is it. Just one time if you want or more. It's up to you. However you feel, every dollar is appreciated. Absolutely. We have not a small amount of dollars built up. We have to yeah. decide what we're gonna what we're gonna spend it on if we're so, just gonna save it for hosting, because that's probably due any day now. It's due, but you know, book season season. Book season. Season is over now. There might be speckles here and there. Um but we're gonna we that sort of interrupted our plans for doing some interviews. Yes. But we're still we're still really excited about doing that sometime this spring, and sort of get on a regular schedule for that. Mm-hmm. Stupid Matt says he'd be delighted to be a guest. I did not reply. <laughs> Poor stupid Matt. Oh. You're fine, stupid Matt. Stupid Matt's the only like regular listener we have anymore. Everyone else has like got like a nine episode backlog. I've heard that. But some people I know save them up. Listen, I'm sorry we're so regular. I'm sorry we're just here week in and week out giving yeah. you your content reliably. I told someone that they're like I gave them a good episode to start on. I'm like, mm. hey, this is a good episode if you want to start. What, what did you give them? Um, I think it was something from it was like September or October. It was after the August Watchathon, mm. and I was just like, this is like a just it was an episode I liked that we had done. I okay. can't remember exactly, and I was like, it's a good episode. Uh, it's sort of a regular format. Um, and they went, oh no no no, I'm I'm gonna listen from the very beginning. Oh God, I was like, okay, see you in next July. It depends. Um, a fan and friend of the show, Jacqueline, she. She caught up soups fast. <laughs> I was impressed. But then she, she does this thing, I think I showed you, where she'll ask me questions about the episode. Like, even the last episode. All of our listeners do this, yeah. where they will comment on things they heard on the episode, we expecting no- either of us to have any idea what they're talking we about. We have no idea what you're talking about. Nope. None whatsoever. You need to give, like, all the context, because yeah. we do not know. And it'll just be, like, a string of questions and, like, comments. And I'll be like, this is amusing, and I love this, but I have no idea what you're talking about. But I love you. Sidebar. Mm-hmm. Neighbors are fucking. Are they? You couldn't feel that? No. Oh, yeah. Saw my blinds wobbling and felt it in my seat. Oh, that was short. <laughs> You're about to hear the shower run in two seconds. Good for you, y'all. 
And good for you guys if that's what you're doing <laughs> don't or do, have done. Listen, don't do it while you're listening to the podcast. I don't think it's... I it's probably not it's sanitary. <laughs> what drop can I play that will kill them? <laughs> Fuck to that. <laughs> no one wants to watch Special Victims Unit and then no one, no one, absolutely no one. <sighs> Kate, how was your week? It was okay. It was interesting. I keep on doing this, though. At work, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody understands. Yeah, uh, not going to have much on the front half of the show this week because this no. uh, show is now just officially a <laughs> romance is a bonus book recap podcast. Absolutely, it is. But I almost was like, let's just give up doing <laughs> geek down and just do K drama recaps because, oh man, our back and forth on Facebook Messenger is just us yelling about romance is a bonus. We're book. like at three stages. It's like a cascade because yeah. uh, Joyce wifey who got me on to the show in the first place yeah it's like i scream at her about things that she's already seen because yeah. she was like the most ahead yeah and then you scream at me about shit that i've already seen because yeah. you're behind me yeah and now we're just all like rocketing towards the conclusion i believe the last two episodes dropped this weekend oh, oh. <laughs> so i'm halfway through and i was like desperate to maybe to maybe like watch something yesterday mm. there's only so much time in the day mm-hmm. i can't like not go to work Apparently that's bad to just watch K dramas all day. They will not pay me my my salary to stay at home and watch K dramas. No, um, but I'm really excited about going home tonight because I have to take like the train and the bus. Got so that. that's like two episodes, guys. Got that go train ride coming. Yeah. Yeah, Loki. I'm like, seriously, when are you getting the fuck <laughs> out of here? The fact that we are just not sitting, that we are not just binging romances a bonus book this afternoon shows you how much we love you. Yeah, seriously, because there are things that. I did not expect. I did not understand. Twists and turns. Yeah. I didn't expect... I, I did not expect the crescendo in episode eight. Like, man, I was stunned. Now, best part about this, I'm I'm watching this. I watch this mostly on my own mm. um, because senior correspondent Chris, when we watch TV, he, he actually draws, so he can't read the subtitles. Right. Full on stop drawing. Focused. End of episode eight, both of us simultaneously. <gasps> it was Caitlin Gasp. What happened at the end of episode eight? I can't see. I the listeners will know. We'll, we'll gush off, Mike. I don't remember. Well, I have um, to pause it now and tell you. Okay. Anyways. I, I mean, I guess. What do you mean you guess? Do you even like this show? Are you even a fan? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, GM of Major Canadian Retailer was having a chat with her last week and she was kind of bemoaning her viewing choices lately because she had watched uh the first part of leaving neverland with abducted in plain sight and then like a chaser of something else that was terrible (laughs) and i was like i was like you need to like just watch some brooklyn 99 reruns and like be cool and she's like this is how i knew that they were having a air quote very special episode (laughs) of brooklyn 99 she's like i can't even watch brooklyn 99 they're doing like the workplace harassment like (laughs) Hashtag Me Too episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm like, yeah. oh, how do you feel about K dramas? Because <laughs> we got one for you. Gave it to her. Sorry, the next week. Yeah. I'm on episode five. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah. See, and everything halts. I don't watch anything else. I don't care about anything. Chris asked me if I wanted to watch Forensic Files. I said no. I said no. And know it's even better. This is this is how you know you're truly in love with someone. Mm. <laughs> I had to explain the K drama 
stuff that was going on in Jane Austen terms. Mm. <laughs> like, I had to be like, that's Mr. Darcy. That's Elizabeth Bennet. This is what's going on. Remember that scene where this happened? Remember how Elizabeth felt? And she'd be like, why is Mr. Darcy acting so fucking weird? This is what's going on. Except there are no giant green onion plushies, which did not know I wanted one until this K-drama. Oh, we will have to go to, there's like a Korean gift shop in a, and there's many, but in the annex mm-hmm. in Toronto, there's a Korean gift shop. I'm pretty sure we could find you something similar. I don't know if I want similar. <laughs> I want that one. I want that one. I want Jisoo to make it. <laughs> um, I think on the latest episode, the one that will drop today that I have not seen, we will finally get the uh, the origins of this, like you know, vanished writer subplot that's been right bubbling the entire the entire season. Oh, that's right. We talked about this on Facebook, but just for the sake of anybody else who's picked up the show based on our recommendation, mm-hmm. I, I, I am de- developing quibbles in the late... He's got quibbles. I got quibbles. I was very confused when he said he had quibbles. quibbles. Y'all, I got quibbles. I thought when he said quibbles about the show, I thought he meant our show. I was kind of nervous at first. I didn't ex- understand what was going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're fired. I'm replacing you. <laughs> oh. Her daughter has been like persona non grata for like the last... A while? Like nine episodes? Well, I mean, you only saw her like at the beginning and then she had one phone call, video phone call with her. But like he repeatedly in his like pining has had these moments where like I should never have let him marry her marry him. Yeah. Like blah, blah, blah. Well, bruh, if that hadn't happened, she wouldn't have had her daughter. Though she also says a couple times, she's like, I wish I'd never gone back. And I'm like, uh... You're a bad mother. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Because I don't know any moms out there who, I don't care how good the dick is, Yeah, would be like, yeah, I would have taken not having my child be born yeah. for this other dick. Uh-huh. I would like to see him... I would have liked to seen him, like, reckon with, like, her daughter or, like, something that, like, he couldn't fix by just, right. like... But having a bazillion <laughs> throw, dollars? Throwing money at it. Like... God. Um, I just want to see one poor guy. One poor guy <laughs> who wins over the lady. Uh, Intern guy might by the end of it. I don't know. Oh, possibly. Maybe. But they're just both so silly. <laughs> Caitlin like yelled at me when I said I thought Jewel was cute. I just was surprised. I think every female on that show is cute. The one who's always got her hair in a ponytail who like has a speaking role on the editorial team but like really doesn't have a storyline. I she's, think she's, she's fucking gorgeous cute. too. Yeah. Anyway, watch Romance as a bonus book. It's delightful. See? We're just going on. You can go on with us. I, the only thing I did was the fucking, see, this happened the last time. I don't go to the dentist for like years. Mm -hmm. And then when, imagine that, when you go once, then you have to go a million times again. Yeah. Uh, And they'll harass you because they know your mouth is falling apart. They do. They know everything. I have to go to the Um, dentist and speak to. (laughs) Old dentist, dentist who was there last time I, I went for the first like, you know, scrape the decade over long overdue scrape yeah uh the first time he's not even at the office anymore so yeah. i guess like a new dentist now uh still no sign of yondala very upset oh, maybe yondala went with the old dentist i'll punch him in the face give me <laughs> back my angel so it was like you know dentist realizes i am lapore so i go and fucking get the cleaning done well okay so that was only 60 bucks fine but then mm-hmm. come back for the cleaning come back for the filling the next week that's another 90 bucks there's 150 bucks gone in like two weeks yeah because your mouth is falling apart i get paid every two weeks 
Spread it out with some more guys. Like, um, listen, that's on me because I was like, get this shit done in March before my insurance like rolls over. Right. Um, but I don't think now I'm good. They're not going to want to see me again until like July, I think. But that's good. Um, so I go, I go in, do whatever, like a dumbass, book my appointment for nine thirty in the morning, thinking I was working the night before. Was not. Forgot that. Had to wake up at seven a.m. to go to the dentist. That sucks. Ugh. So I go down to my bougie Liberty Village dentist, and I get in there. And, you know, they like, jab me, and they're waiting for the freezing to kick in. Lady dentist now. Right. Um, she turns to the hygienist, and it's like, your eyeliner's just really on point today. <laughs> they start having a conversation about her eyeliner. And at one point, she turns to me, and she's like, sorry. Like, I was like, no, honestly, I will take this over just, like, some dude sitting there, like, <laughs> doing nothing. Like, looking at a monitor have, have off to the side. conversation about... Talk about uh, your eyeliner. It's Burberry. You, you know, she's, she's right. <laughs> Pregnant hygienist. It's on fleek. I don't even know if we say fleek anymore, but, you know. But he's doing it. It is. He's bringing it back. Um, and then <laughs> we will recall when I got the tooth pulled. Yeah. Uh, my wisdom teeth were visible in the hole. Yeah. And the dentist and the hygienist were both like, oh, that's so cool. As I was lying there, like, do must we? Yeah. Um, I know exactly how you feel. So you had a similar thing, right? When they pulled them out yeah. and they were talking about, wow, we've never seen something so difficult before. You just got to cut it into little pieces. You see the hole that connects to her sinus cavity? Ooh. Ah. That's right. It's all surround my like, Bring everybody in. Let's all have a good look at my fucking mouth. <laughs> now, it was free, so I really can't like, complain. That's what you get for going to an educational, uh, educational dentist. Actually, I, you know what? There is some pride in the fact I actually did educate them because <laughs> they'd never pulled ones that were so difficult before. It was a difficult extractions class. You, yeah. were, you were the Well, mar- they thought they were going to have one. You were the marquee attraction. Yeah, one. Four. Four difficult extractions. So, in this case... They go and uh, she goes starts to go to work on the uh, on the filling, which was on the f- lower lower left. Mm-hmm. Ow, somewhere around here it still hurts. Um, and I guess thought it was just going to be the one, but noticed the start of uh, one on the tooth next to it. Right. Um, so I got two. I got two for that day. Which is nice. Two for one. That was nice. Um, but then she like wanted to take like a photo of it. <laughs> she's like, "Can I show you? Can I take a photo of this?" She's like, "No." She's got her phone out. <laughs> Like, the hygienist is, like, pulling my cheek back so she can get a view. No, I'll show you. We never get to see them when they're just, like, starting. We rarely get to see them when they're just starting like this. And then I told her the story of the other dentist. I was like, yeah, so you guys are all nerds. <laughs> and yep. she looked at her like, oh, well, I mean, yeah. I was like, and listen, everybody got their something. Like, you made this a career. I'm sure it's very lucrative. But like, you're all nerds. <laughs> yeah. They were so fascinated about my weird fucking mouth. That's, I mean, if, if this then, is your profession, yeah. And then, and my hooked roots. Wow, we've never seen them so hooked before. Oh, <laughs> goody. yippity dee. Anyway, that's dental talk. <laughs> dental talk with Jordan Kate. Uh, what is the other important development? I believe we have a design for our uh, our perfume shirts. Yeah. For the show in two weeks. Yeah, it's coming up. You're, you're good with that? I'm, you like good, the I'm good with that. Do we need something on the back? Should we get something commemorative on the back? Oh, I feel like we should. Should we? I feel like it. So what we're doing, friends, is basically, um, in my old age, I'm really developing a love for the brand Fila. Yeah, okay. I mean, everyone I has their thing. I don't know why. I just really like the look of it. And <laughs> I was like, can I get that font? Yeah, you can. Nice. So I don't, I don't, not Photoshopped because it's harder to steal anymore, but <laughs> the free open source alternative to Photoshop, I just did up a Fila logo, but with a P instead of an F. With PRFM instead of FILA. There you go. Sent that, sent that to the homeboy Kozak. Mm-hmm. 
over at t-shirtelephant.com. Go there for Ding. all your custom <laughs> custom t-shirt needs. And yeah, he might be able to do that do that up for us, but I don't know if we should get like, you know, FPTO 19 on the back of it. I think so. You think so? All right. I'll let him know. Yeah. We'll see how these develop. I wanted to get it on like a crisp white sweatshirt. Kaylin informed me that that would get ruined immediately. I just said mine, not you. No, I oh, I know you meant yours. Oh, okay. All right. I'll get like chocolate on it or something. No. Like, where did that even come from? Where did you get a fudgesicle? <laughs> the man was handing them out. There's, there's, not even, there's not even a vendor here. Like, where did you get that? I also got this candy. Um, <laughs> so there's just shit just stuck to it. Like, you've been wearing it for 20 minutes. How did this happen? Um, yeah, so it's just... What's that encrusted on the side? <laughs> Literally everything is just... Uh, just counting down until perfume my son ad for like tax season i was like nope don't don't want to hear it <laughs> don't even care you are after april 2nd you are not even <laughs> don't, not, even don't, care. E- don't even not even a concern um i'm surprised you haven't commented yet I, I do have some i do have some alarming news legit alarming news what like it's bad what um you will notice a little further encroachment here yes the, there are no new records here records have been removed from the shelf and brought here why because i believe one segment of the shelf was a little overpacked. <gasps> you will also look over on the table over there. Yeah. I have two large coffee table books. Yes. Sandwiching a record. <gasps> Developing some warpage, Kate. Oh, no. <gasps> that is not good. It is not good when you have invested as much time into your record and money into your record collection you as I have. You might just have to start piles for a bit. Um, which they say you shouldn't do either. They say you should leave it on the end. But I do think it's just because I had too many shoved into one segment. But... Um, this this has put a uh, accelerator on <laughs> Redo- on furniture redoing, plan twenty nineteen redoing the apartment. Um, so yeah, because that will not stand. I've noticed two so far that mm. one was real bad. One was Ooh. like I noticed one a week ago that I thought was just a one off. I was like, oh, was it that warped when I bought it? I don't remember. It was a record I don't even remember listening to. So maybe it was that warped when I bought <laughs> it. But it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a wave motion with my arm. How- it, yeah, that that one over there was like uh just on the edge. There's like one on the edge, but it's enough of a warp that like it shoots the needle oh, off the record. Oh. Uh doesn't affect my favorite songs on the album, but like but still, still. I mean, it's a record I spent like four dollars on, I'm sure. But still. Um yeah, I think it's I don't think it's heat related. I think it's the weight. I think they're just crammed. Oh my god. Too much together. The joys of analog, y'all. The joys of analog. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we don't have to get some proper shelves in here just fun further into the egg I'm trying to get to japan y'all damn you just need to become famous i told you already oh working on it yeah uh, and then also like bring me with you <laughs> like if you're going to buy a yacht and you're going to go to greece i just... will need someone to hold a clipboard beside me while i'm you know doing whatever and i have been told on furiously take notes i have been told on several occasions i look amazing with a clipboard and the bun all I need next are glasses and one of those granny chains. I already have the granny chain. Um, I need glasses. How are you going to have a granny chain with no glasses? And where do you get a granny chain? Who's my grandma's? It's one of the things I like. All I wanted were like, I wanted like seven items of hers. And that was one of them. And Just waiting. <laughs> Every day she's like, oh, wakes up and is like, curse my perfect vision. Honestly, I was just, so I was out with my cousin today. We went to uh, Chinatown East. Also known as Chinatown on Gerard and Broadview, uh, which is just like 
combined maybe seven blocks. <laughs> seven blocks? I thought you were going to say seven storefronts. Oh, like, no. it's, not, it's not that big. No, it's like seven blocks. It goes a little bit north. Oh, it goes around the corner, A little bit too. south yeah, yeah. and a little bit in, but it's it's a little bit of a T, but that's it. Um, but there are some really great dim sum places there, um, and Wong's ice cream and store is fucking phenomenal. Oh, sorry, you brought snacks. We'll have to bust those out on the break. I, I, well, yes, I also went to the store there, but uh, not Wong's, but another store where I got a grocery store where I got some delicious Asian food. Um, but Wong's had, like, I had um, Hong Kong... Uh, like milk tea mm. ice cream, and there was like apparently in the summer there was a wasabi, wasabi honey flavor. Mm. Um, it's just Wong in a store being awesome. It's a beautiful fucking store. The ice cream is unbelievable. They have these like amazing gorgeous chocolates that I couldn't afford. Um, vegan ice cream. There was a like chocolate cho- chocolate chili ice cream. It was there was like a bunch of flavors. It was amazing. Um. I don't know. Oh, um, and my cousin, who's younger than I am, whipped out some glasses. I didn't even know she needed glasses. She was like, "Yeah, one of my eyes is really bad, so the other eye is compensating. So I'm supposed to be wearing these glasses more." Thank you son of a bitch! And I was like, "Damn it!" I was like, "Do you want Grandma's Grandma Jane? Because really want to keep it for when I need glasses." And she's like, "No, it's all yours." Um, but anyways, I I have it just ready, ready. Just ready. All I need is a yacht to stand on. So Caitlin can take notes, take notes like Pepper Potts. Have a granny chain, wear super awesome glasses, look like a hot librarian. That's all I want. Just like Pepper Potts. Speaking of Pepper Potts. Yeah. Endgame trailer again. Yeah. The second second one? Second one. Third one? Second one. Man, I don't even know. The first one wasn't a trailer. It was like a teaser. Well, we had to wait for Captain Marvel to come out so we could get the one with your girl in it. Yeah. Your girl was in it. Did you feel? Were you happy? Yeah, I was. Did you like it there? She got, the was, little, got the little cosign from Thor. It was so cool. But it was like, you know, there's this thing going on where people are like, well, we don't think they have a sexual attraction. We think they're just like going to be super besties. Who? Thor and Captain Marvel? Yeah. And that like maybe he's like going to send her up, set her up with Valkyrie. We're hoping. Fingers crossed. I'm not going to that because that would be best. <laughs> um, but even if they just become like super besties, want to see them both like blast Thanos in the face with the powers and have lighty glow up eyes and like fist pump. So as I said on Twitter, yeah, it, all, it always happens. There's one dude I got on, I got on fashion book that every time this shit drops, yeah, he's like, he, he treats it like a national holiday. Oh my God. And I like, <laughs> but this one, I mean, it's end game. Okay. So I watch it and it's overly somber, almost laughably so, but I get it. Air quote, half the world and the <laughs> population disappeared. Right. It's probably really hard to get a reservation at Nobu now, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> and all, all the somberness and all the, all the we will persist. And then it's not the first time you see him. No. So you know something has changed when two thirds through the trailer, yeah. looking out at a lake. Yeah. Renner turns his head and shows off a fucking mohawk? I already explained this to you. This is a depression mohawk. What, mohawk. Is, what is a depression mohawk? A depression mohawk is when you're really sad, uh-huh. 
And you make a super <laughs> stupid decision at the barbers. <laughs> so you get a mohawk. And you get a mohawk. Uh, maybe he did it himself. Maybe all the, we don't know the percentage of barbers that yeah. were that were snapped. Right? Out of existence. It might have been all of them. That were dusted out of existence. You have no idea. We do have no idea. I hope this is explained, Russo Brothers. That's all I'm going to say. I need I need explanation for Renner's mohawk. Maybe he just like, I don't know, he snapped and like not snap snap, but you know, just and decided he wanted a mohawk. This is why I can't take these movies seriously. Because at the end of the day, one, they have Jeremy Renner in them. That's Vince Reason number one. Aw, poor Jeremy Renner. He's a weird cat, man. There's a, hey, takes all kinds. He gave like a, like a Playboy interview once and yeah. like literally talked about flipping houses for like, dude loves flipping houses. Hey, it's better than like snorting cocaine and punching people. Or signing a 13 picture deal on a Marvel movie, on a Marvel contract, but. I think I think it's very lucrative, and I'm sure it is very lucrative. That's how, that's how you flip houses. Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of them cats are eyeing the door. <laughs> I feel like I'm sure Chris Evans was very sad on Twitter, and then he grabbed his dog <laughs> and danced. <laughs> Twitter is nothing but his dog, and then he, like grabbed his dog and stepped down on the porch and just danced and danced and danced. I think he loves being captain. I think he loved uh, being he captain. <laughs> he is. A-okay, putting a pin in that one. But anyway, it will make more money than God, and the take pieces will all come out, and uh, you'll all be loving your lives, and I will see it um, sometime next year. Maybe. I gotta give you some Marvel movies first. We gotta make a list of things you have and have not seen. <sighs> God. We gotta set it up. You're. Ne- I'm never watching The Dark World. I'm telling you right now. Oh, yeah, no, you could probably I'm miss that. never watching The Dark World. You could miss that one. Um, again, speaking of Marvel movies, yeah, not that I didn't expect this, mm-hmm. but I don't know, maybe I thought it would be like kind of more, they wouldn't make a big deal out of it as they did. Right. But, uh, so we will recall, I don't know when, I don't care to look it up. Uh, James Gunn was sort of unceremoniously dumped mm-hmm. from the Guardians franchise after some conservative dipshits, uh, kind of in a targeted smear attack, dug up some admittedly stupid tweets awful when you Home, say awful tweets. homeboy made when he was being an edgelord like a decade ago yeah uh jokes about pedophilia mm-hmm. and child rape and things like that you know when you're being edgy same thing provocative when you're being provocative trying to get a rise out of people yeah Ooh, ooh, i'm so edgy look mm-hmm. how provocative i am Blah, whatever never deleted these so some convert conservative dipshits go and dig these up and are like oh look at do disney's in business with blah 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 and so Disney's like, oh, we can't be in business with this person. Uh, You've been dumped. And fire him. And the entire cast of Guardians went, what? what? And to the point where Batista was like, I'm not doing this movie if you don't. I thought it was like, bring him back. But it was like, use his script. Right. Um, if you don't even use his script, I'm not doing this. And they put out some, you know, letter of solidarity, et cetera, et cetera. And you didn't really hear much. James Gunn, DC was like, we will happily take you. We'll take you, please. And now he's doing the Suicide Squad sequel slash relaunch. I don't know what's going on there, but like they shuffled off a bunch of the characters. Is Will Smith even in this one again? Who knows? Who knows? He's too busy being the genie. He is. I don't think they let Will Smith get away if they got him on a contract or something. But he's powerful enough. He didn't have to sign a nine-picture deal. He could probably just... Send Scientology after him? Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Caitlin, what? <laughs> don't bring them here. Don't summon them here. I'm. Oh yeah, I'm sure there is a whole group of them listening to this show. Listen, Hail Zenu. 
yeah, so he's uh, he gets probably gets tagged to do that. DC is very happy to have him. And yeah, like yesterday, as we were recording, Disney slash Marvel were like, JK. We'll have him back. He's back. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing was just a PR stunt, basically, for Disney to save face. Um, I worry that this will embolden idiots who will be like, it's totally fine to say shit like that. I don't think so. People are dumb, Caitlin. They are. They are so dumb. So, so dumb. So dumb. Uh, when I came in, uh, Jordan was watching John Oliver talk about Brexit. <laughs> and I was reminded again just uh, how dumb people are. So, so dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, shouts to you, Guardians fans and James Gunn. You will get the uh, proper trilogy you wanted. Are, are you happy with this? Yeah. I'm. It, it's one of those things. If you fire James Gunn, then you've got to fire, like, <laughs> 67 other people who work for Disney. Yep. Um, Not to say that it's, again, that, like, people should get away with saying horrible things. Fire Chris Pine because his church is, like allegedly low-key into conversion therapy or something yeah so uh, it it's a complicated issue maybe some people don't feel that way maybe some people think it's very black and white i just think there are way more shades of gray um i think he was sincerely apologetic for it i think he really did feel horrible about it um he didn't have any of those apologies that were like blame this person and blame this and you don't know what it's like, and I'm apologizing, but, you know. I'm sorry you were offended. I'm sorry, not sorry. You know, like, one of those. It was really, I was stupid, and I made very stupid comments, and I felt really bad about it. Um, and he seemed to, like, really take things to heart, and I think that he makes really good movies. So I'd like to see him back. Um, I'd feel a little bit differently if his apology was different and if he had done different actions. Um, but I really like, we talked about last week, uh, my favorite, um, Marvel movie is Guardians of the Galaxy. So. That's, that's why I asked you. Yeah. That's, uh, so I think it's great. Speaking of people being dumb. Oh. So we will recall like months ago, I feel like I mentioned that, um, there was some, some hullabaloo rocking the English speaking anime fandom world right because that dude vic mignogna who mignogna, who um had been accused of not uh the best behavior from people who met him at conventions pretty gross behavior to and i mean <laughs> you gotta hear both sides you don't i i for some of them um Seeing some of them, I feel like he would, you know, creepers, like dudes who wear fedoras who think they're being like Cary Grant, but they yeah. just come off creepy. Yeah. I feel like that was part of his vibe. Right. Um, when you see the photos of him, like, you know, squeezing up too hard on like a fan at a convention or like kissing girls on the cheek at a convention. No, no, like no. in the moment, I think dude probably thought he was like suave, sophisticated, <laughs> suave, suave, um, and then people had to tell him, like, bro, that's no, creepy. Don't do that. Don't do that. And then it's on you on yeah. how you react to that. Yeah. And he has not really reacted, reacted well. Well, not that he's, like, attacked anything, but I don't really, the dude doesn't really care. think that he's done anything wrong. Right. Um, and he's kind of gotten booted from uh, Funimation, who was, like, his... Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Uh, you know, I mean, they're the biggest dub or outfit mm-hmm. in, in anime. Um, 
this kind of blew up again a little bit because the Japan Times, which is a uh, Japanese-based English-language news outlet. Okay. Uh, you know, professional, not like, right. you know, dudes with a blog. <laughs> like, it's actually a... Actually, an outlet. Or some stupid people with a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They did a story on this. Right. And this controversy, uh, specifically about its impact on, like, uh, the conventions. Right. The U.S. anime convention season. The headline was even, hashtag Me Too allegations, Royal U.S. anime conventions. It was written by a guy named Roland Kelt, and he mentions the allegations against Mignogna. points out he's not been formally charged with anything mm-hmm. um, but that he has been kind of like booted with from Funimation um, quote the controversy expanded on January 30th when an article appeared on the anime news network site it's headline far from perfect which borrowed a line from Mignona's apology uh, to his fan club members uh, Lindsay Loveridge the managing interest editor who um, basically the ANN article was basically just compiling a bunch of the uh Stories right. of people making allegations. Um, and then also published photos of the actor embracing young autograph seekers. The article consolidated and at least partially legitimized the social media post. Um, then two weeks, two U.S.-based production companies, Rooster Teeth and Funimation, permanently severed ties with Mignogna. Ten of his 14 appearances at Future Cons were canceled and he had or had their invitations withdrawn. He has hired a law firm... He tweeted, quote, to salvage my reputation and 20-year career in this industry. This prompted another upsurge of, like, hashtag kick Vic, hashtag I stand with Vic. Y'all? Yeah. This is a English-language anime dub actor. Mm-hmm. Is this the hill to die on for some of y'all? <laughs> I think I think I'm, I think I'm just most puzzled by that. Um, I think... These are the lowest stakes I could possibly think of vic mignonia could have murdered someone yeah and stepped one sphere out of anime fandom and lived a very fulfilling life uh doing <laughs> anything else because no one would know who the fuck he was this is not michael jackson this is not harvey weinstein you are not known my dude like okay so when you think about this you have to think about the people who took the time to put a a poor rating on Rotten Tomatoes for a movie they had not seen. Caitlin, that, that, that movie starred a girl, Caitlin. Yeah. Oh, no. Caitlin, a girl. <laughs> oh, no. Girls not allowed. <laughs> no. Start a girl, Caitlin. The water balloons at them. <laughs> Just getting her cosmic vagina all over the MCU. Don't you see the side? It says no girls. <laughs> We can have one. We already had one. Scarjo, because she's hot. Yeah. And she wears a lot of black she wears leather. Tight pants. Has boobs and has, <laughs> must have had a back brace. Cause. But, like, I stepped one, dipped one toe into the, you know, at replies on this oh. Japan Times article. And it was oh, like, no. y'all. And, and this is ultimately why people are stupid and why I'm just like, you fucking, you fuck, you fucking idiots is excitedly some fools are like is this anime gate oh my god like they're waiting for it like they excitedly want their you know straw man to rally around to be misogynist exclusionary assholes they don't they just do it every day they don't need a reason caitlin ethics and journalism it was about journalism caitlin oh of course it was ethics and journalism my mistake sorry 
forgot. And just I saw it like when when like the box office figures, you know, when the box office for Captain Marvel came out, like as posted by the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. <laughs> some dude was like, you know, questioning the numbers. Oh and some dude God. was like, so where were you on the Avengers receipts? Like, <laughs> or the Ragnarok receipts or the Black Panther receipts? Were you there for any of those? I yeah. just find it curious that this is the one you're like, well, how, how you, I didn't say anything about, I didn't say anything misogynist. And you're just accusing me of that, blah, blah, muted. And it's like, no, it's right there, dude. Like, you show me where you ask the same question on every other Marvel movie. Okay. And I will, I will correct. I will apologize. So, um... I almost want to say, I don't know how to say it, but uh, the lovely Misha, who we know from... Uh, Author of the Misha special. The Misha special on, on our Patreon. Um, so there is a... I can't remember what who, what newspaper was reporting it or what media site was reporting that Captain Marvel had done very, very well first weekend. Like, beyond what they expected. And somebody... I think it was the same thing, or something similar. It was a Hollywood Reporter, oh. and somebody like was like, "Where did you get that from?" Well, well, some there's a, a woman who was like, I think it was a woman. I actually don't know whether it was a man or a woman. Was basically like, um, "The movie's a big failure," <laughs> and Misha was just like, "How?" Like very like the whole and and that whole like everyone who posted after that and there was like thousands of of facebook posts on that from that <laughs> it was wild like it was just it was like the wild west like it was just fucking nuts there's like people getting shot there's like doctors who are also surgeons who also did haircuts <laughs> like it was just I, I was like, why am I here? I almost wanted to post Tamisha on that on that thread. Just like, this fucking thread is wild. We need to go. But I just, I didn't want to get involved. I didn't want people at me. Like, I just was like, I can't. I have to leave. And that's what I, I posted something on Facebook a while ago that was just like, do not read the comments. Yeah. Because they are toxic. They're people who, they don't need to, they don't need to ever think well, not just think, but they don't even, if people are questioning them, they never have to give an answer. Nope. They can go in, throw a Molotov cocktail, and fucking walk away. And this is ultimately, I feel like this is ultimately, you know, the larger thing about, like, conservatism and liberalism is always, like, you know, it's always, like, demanded of liberals to, like, understand. Understand Trump country. Understand whatever. On a side that will never, you know, make the same allowances. Mm -hmm. It's like the debate me. Like... Yeah. impulse people on twitter will be like jumping somebody's mentions you know amelia got this and the uh I hope you're all right amelia i haven't seen you on socials in a while but like she posted some stuff in the you know hashtag kick vic conversation and they all jumped on her like oh of course anime feminist would be like blah blah blah. it's like where's where's the proof where's the proof i always love that where's the proof where's the proof um where's the proof you're not just a tiny penis in a hat give me that proof damn son I just want that. Just a shriveled little penis texical shriveled. testicle combo in a in a fedora. A little nasty mist in a fedora. <laughs> yeah. In a fedora and your foreskin is your neck beard. But it's always like, you know, where's the proof? Debate me. She ain't got to. No. And then they get they get so mad. Gail Simone gets through this all the time. Like yeah. she's like, I don't have to talk to you. That's the thing about the internet. Like, mute, I don't have to. Nope. I do not have to. But they expect, you know, change my mind. No. Yeah. No. Don't have to. 
Don't have the time. I got we've more. Seen, your playbook is out there, dudes. Like, we've yeah. seen it. And I, I, I have more f- cool female movies to watch. So, starring women, because it makes a lot of money. So, I, ju- I just don't have time. I just, yeah. I just. You might want to, like, make sure your shriveled penis face is okay, because it's cold out here. Wow. As always, mm-hmm. for any of y'all, if you have the impulse to argue on behalf of Vic Mignogna, a man who will be fine if he steps even three lateral paces outside of the anime industry. Maybe he could flip houses. Maybe he could flip houses. <laughs> Call up Renner. Or you're a voice actor. You could. You don't have to work for Funimation. You Mm-mm. don't have to work for anywhere else. There are other things you could do. You could stop going to conventions. I understand that's, you know, a lot of your income, perhaps, but, you know, you could flip houses. There are other things you can do. You could if correct you want, your behavior. If you want. <laughs> wow. Just, the, just, the wow. Since we're just throwing out ideas out there. <laughs> we're, sp- if you ever, you we're, know, we're spitballing here. Yeah. You could maybe hear the criticisms and actually, you know, reckon with them. You could apologize for your actions or how they've been perceived. Maybe you did not realize and you're as taken aback as so many others. But you could be like, oh my gosh, I can see why my behavior was a problem. And I am going to take measures to fix that in the future. And maybe then you can still savage your career instead of, I don't know, immediately lawyering up. And and gathering which, the which small is, penis people. Which is always what the innocent do. Yeah. Um. Anybody who wants to defend somebody like that, anybody who wants to, you know, debate the box office receipts of Captain Marvel, if you want to do any of that stuff, take a beat, think to yourself, would I be better served by shutting the fuck up? Oh, we, I mean, we have espoused this from the beginning. You will find your life improves exponentially Mm -hmm. by just shutting the fuck up. Yeah. You'll feel better. Definitely the people around you will feel better. Yeah. Maybe you'll have time to flip houses. (laughs) There's so many houses out there that could be flipped. Yeah. If you just shut the fuck up. Yeah. So many things you could do. You can watch Romance is a Bonus Book. You could. And you will need time to watch that show. Yeah. They're a solid hour apiece. Full fucking hours. (laughs) Just try. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. We we highly, highly recommended by Geek Down Podcast and Jordan and Caitlin. Take that. To the bank. <laughs> I guess on that note, we'll take a pause here. Do you have anything else? Well, I, I did want to talk just very quickly about some activities I did this week. Oh. Uh, right. Oh, my God. You buried the lead on something, and I need to hear everything about this. Um, You're going to hate it, because it's not what you think it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. <laughs> it all, it Shut just, up. The second you said that, it all just fell together. <laughs> Shut up. Uh. Shut up. First thing, piano's going very well. Thank you for asking. Um, apparently, I have fantastic rhythm, and I'm now learning to play with two hands. Um, what second a thing, cool guy you are. I went dancing last night. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was really great. We had a blast. Like like old school dancing? Like you go to old school night? or? Uh, we went you... to country dance. No! What? You don't want to hear what Contra dance is, Jordan? Is it country or Contra? Contra. Contra. 
Like you take your shirt off and jump around like you're fighting aliens in the 1986 Konami game Contra? No. It is, in fact, a folk dance, which is a mix of English, Scottish, French country dances. Um, it uh, grew up from the New England slash Appalachian area and uh, is uh, just a really great time all around. How many fiddles are required for this? Two. <laughs> Two fiddles and uh, and one, one uh, keyboard. Damn, son. Yeah. Um, yep. Where does this happen? Uh, this happens at a, a, in Hamilton in a church. There's also the Toronto Contra Dance. <laughs> in a church. Uh, uh, Toronto Contra Dance. They have a spring thaw coming up if you live in the Toronto area and you're Ooh. and you're interested. Spring thaw is like two days or something or three days or something. They do a lot of dancing. Um, it was a good crowd last night, I heard. Also, the teacher asked if Chris and I had done it before, which we hadn't. Um, and I had a really great time and we're going to do it again in April. So excited. So if you have any questions about conjure dancing, please let me know. Why did I even <laughs> think when you said this off mic that you went dancing? Why did I even think? I did go dancing. It was like. I did go dancing. It was like a dance that didn't predate 1950. I did go dancing. Perfectly <laughs> okay. normal. Okay. Justified. There was lots of young people there. Okay, pal. Lots of them. There were four. <laughs> no, there were, there were lots of them. It was great. Was there a circle? Did you have to did you do this? Was there a circle involved? Did you have to walk around like this? No. You there like, was a circle like at one point involved. Doing this? No, there was a circle involved at one point. Did you do si do? I did. <laughs> did I ever? Fucking nailed it. Do si doed, and then there's some other way that you go on the left side. Uh, do si do. I can't remember what that one's called. I uh, did a promenade. I did uh, a spin. Um, I did a California spin. Don't press oh that button. Oh, God. It's a new drop. I think they'll like the Contra talk, okay? People are interested in new things, Jordan. <laughs> that, that, woo, it's a hot new new for that ass. Contra dancing, y'all. Contra dancing. <laughs> um... Everything old is new again. Echo, put echo on my voice right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a great time. And I think if you would like some really, like, relaxing good time, it's family friendly, and there's no bumping and or grinding, you should go to Gotcha Dancing. <laughs> Very low impact. Medium impact. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I was sweating a bit. My heart rate ran up, went up. My doctor says it's good for me. <laughs> I was like going at a solid 92 beats per minute. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Well, I didn't say they're all young, you know. Like, you can't have those older people, you know. Some of them have heart conditions. I'm pretty sure they all have heart conditions. Shut up. At the Contra dance. <laughs> There's lots of young people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it is Hamilton, right? There's only so many things for the young folks to, young folks to do. We have a game cafe. Ooh. Lots of cool bars. There's a ping pong bar. A ping pong bar? Yeah, axe throwing. <laughs> Lots of things. You really <laughs> need to approach the Hamilton Tourism Board. <laughs> <laughs> doing, doing tourism videos for them. It'd be great. To attract them. My big brown face. <laughs> Coming into the shot. Come on down to the hammer. <laughs> Throw <laughs> some axes. Go contra dancing. <laughs> go, go contra dancing. 
yeah. I like my idea better. If I go to contra dancing, I'm gonna put a tie bandana around my head, take my shirt off, knee high boots. No, what? Big guns strapped in my back. They'll just, uh, except for the gun part, they'll think you're just um, what's his name from uh, uh, Lord of the Dance. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Michael Flat, Michael Flatley. Yes, yes. And if you put your hands on your sides, think you're gonna, you know, show stop. I'm gonna what? Show stop. Like just like you know, do the foot thing, and <laughs> do a great job at it. Irish dancing. And do a great job at it. Yeah. That thing tickety that he tackety, does. Tickety tackety tickety 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 tickety. That thing. <laughs> I think I nailed that actually. <laughs> If no one had any idea what I was talking about a second ago, that nailed it T- for them. Tickety tackety, really? <laughs> yeah. Really clarified it for them. Can we stop talking about this? <laughs> yeah, but if you really do have any questions about it, I'd be happy to answer them. <laughs> Please just Facebook or like Twitter. I'm on Twitter kind of now, so you can tweet me. Tweet Geek Down. At Geek Down Pod. For all your Taco Bell coupons and Contra Dancing inquiries. <laughs> I always have coupons on yeah, That's on Twitter. <laughs> Yo, I got coupons. I got the McDonald's coupons. The Cadbury, the Cadbury Cream Egg McFlurry's back, y'all. What? See, if we did not talk about contra dancing, we would not know about <laughs> we'll this. Wait for, wait for it all year. <sighs> I think we should take a break now. I think we should take a break. Yeah. We're going to take a break right here. Get some snacks. When we come back, Geek Down Comic Club back in effect. Ooh, yeah. Come back for that. everyone and welcome back to the show this is the half of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other before we get started we have some rules yeah the first rule is the rule of three jordan caitlin i'd like i'd like you to tell the audience about the rule of three. Oh, the rule of three is where if the thing is distributed in any form of installment episodes chapters issues you have to consume three of them because you need the thing to become the thing it's trying to be. Just give it a chance to develop. Yeah. Just give it a chance. That's all it's asking for. Yeah. We're asking for the same thing, actually. If you happen to be... Is it, if this happens to be your first episode, just give us two more. Don't start at the beginning. Don't start at the beginning. No. Do not start at the beginning. I mean, there's some funny bits, like with the bird and the lady <laughs> yelling at us and the echoiness of the uh, Toronto Public Library. But otherwise, don't. I'm going to even say, man, this wash everything pre-drops. What? Pre-drop, pre-mixer. Oh, that's absurd. Keep it lively. It's absurd. Keep it lively, y'all. <laughs> Rule number two. Is hashtag save it for the pod. Don't talk about the thing until you have this thing. In front of you. In front of your mouth. Sometimes when we sit down, it's not even recording. We actually just talk into the micro- microphones by habit. Literally all the time. Yeah. I don't know how to function with Caitlin without a microphone in front of me at this point. No. Sometimes he doesn't even look at me when he talks nope. to me. He just looks ahead. Straight out the window. Yep. It's, it's a little unsettling, actually. I have intimacy problems. Yeah. Um, but we do so. We only talk in front of these microphones and save all that conversation for you because we want you to have the hottest of takes. Hot, fresh, pillowy soft. Everything you want from a take. Yeah. With good takes. Even if... Even if the stuff is the old. the stuff is mad old. 
to that end, the third rule, which is not a rule but a policy. It's th- there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. Who cares? Yeah, I don't care. These are old ass things about minor ass characters. Yeah, but you know what? If you really, really, really don't want to know anything about it, you have problems, and you have to hit the road. And you need to, as Caitlin says, hit the road. You had a much more delicate phrase you were using for a long time. Was it "fuck off"? <laughs> it's a little more delicate than that. Um, who get the fuck out? Oh, get the fuck out! Um, and I like "fuck off" though. <laughs> fuck off! Um, if you really don't want spoilers that much, just fuck yourself. Just fuck yourself up your stupid ass. Or fuck off and go watch uh, Romance and Zimbabwe's book. And you could join the conversation. And yet, when they come for me on Twitter, they'll be like, the male host was just so vile. Oh, that's true. It's a thing that happened once, and it was kind of hilarious because we really weren't sure what he was talking about. I was telling that story the other day because a fellow at Major Canadian Retailer was asking me. We were talking about, we got a bunch of my brother's husband at work, don't know why, but asking about... uh, well, did you know his other work? I said, oh, do I? Oh, do we? <laughs> Don't Google that. Mm-mm. Unless, you know, you're into that, in which case, all the power to you. Whatever. And with that, we will talk about the things about each other, and I will start. Geek Down Comic Club, back in the building. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I legitimately first picked up this comic or like was doing research because i thought this was a comic about the moonlight night from sailor moon isn't that tuxedo mask no no no, no. there's tuxedo mask and there's the moonlight night who's the moonlight night he actually kind of looks like moon night moon night oh like he's got like a turban and stuff and it really is just tuxedo mask is this this just him with memory loss again yes yes oh my god but yeah, we really got to do a, a redo on 90 Sailor Moon sometimes and just really reassess it. Um, I don't need to do any reassessment. I feel like there's a lot of dumb in there, though. Like, Of course there's. It's a kid's show, which I watched when I was a child, and it was amazing. Um, But that's the first, like, how I discovered this character. Realized it was part of the greater uh, universe. Oh, right. It was Ishtar Darian. Yeah. Um, realized Moon Knight was part of the larger Marvel universe. Mm. And then when I saw that there was a new relaunch of Moon Knight, I was like, you know what? I've never actually read any, so I'm going to give this a roll. And I really liked it. Um, this I am talking, this relaunch I'm talking about is the 2016 Jeff Lemire, Greg Small something. I wrote it down, but now it's too (laughs) small for me to see. Hold on. Does it tell me here? Should tell you there. Um, Greg Smallwood. Greg Smallwood. Um, that it ran for about a year, um, and was part of the all new, all different Marvel that they did in 2016, which then became a bigger relaunch. So then it was relaunched again. Um, the original character was uh, Moon Knight slash Mark Spector, who was created by Doug. Why do I do this? You know, Doug meant. <laughs> Doug Moon. M O E N C H. Yeah. I, I always pronounced it Munch. 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 Um, and Don Perlin in August of 1975, so he's been around for a while. He got his powers from Kanshu, Egyptian moon god. Um, which is like, sure, okay, <laughs> we can do that. Um, this relaunch, though, is a little bit different. Um, 
the Moon Knight has been fighting criminals and keeping New York City safe for years. Or has he? When he wakes up in an insane asylum with no powers and a lifetime's worth of medical records, his whole identity, or slash identities, are called into question. Something is wrong, but is that something Mark Spector himself? Or is it something else? Um, basically, that's where the story picks up. I didn't know much about the character, but I really enjoyed the story when I read it, which was like two years ago. Um, so, Jordan, what did you think? So, first of all, I like this, but okay. there are some... Uh, I have quibbles. Oh, no. <laughs> quibbles. Not, more, not more quibbles. Quibbles again. Um, so, when you brought this to me, mm-hmm. I was originally like... Because, spoiler, we're talking about a Warren Ellis book on the second half. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's a Warren Ellis doubleheader today. Right. And you were like, no, no, like the Jeff Lemire one? Yeah. So I read the Jeff Lemire one, and I was like, and I was enjoying it. Um, but I was like, I swear, didn't Warren Ellis do this book? I swear, like, Stupid Matt was all up on it. I made fun of Stupid Matt because it was like, moon, I was like, Moonlight, Moon Knight, bruh? Really? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting excited for Moon Knight in 20-whatever it was? Yeah, um, 2016. 2014, oh. Warren Ellis oh. reboots Moon Knight. Really? And a lot of what this Jeff Lemire book mm-hmm. does, because I, I read I read up to whatever the first trade would have been. I think that's five. It was five. five? I think it was five. Or say, it was a five-part story. Right. I read up to the five-part story. Um, and when you go back and you read Ellis's stuff, which was a lot more... Um, I read through... I burned through very quickly um, three issues of Warren Ellis's run from 2014... Um, Lemire is building on what Ellis okay. said, um, as far as like, I don't know enough about the original version of the character where these like versions of himself, right? like, I don't know if it's like, you know, when Batman would dress up like a, you know, what the hell was his name? His like informant character. Uh, was it gray something? No, it was no. <laughs> slim pickings or it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that, but it was like something similar. You know, when Batman would disguise himself as like a street thug type of thing. So yeah. I don't know if that was this. Sort of thing. Right. I mean, he's clearly a Batman riff. He's oh, even yeah. more of a Batman riff than Daredevil was. Like, he's even got, like, little moonering things that he throws. Like, yeah. Um, I always did love the costume design, though. It's um, very cool. And even, you know, war, war, El- it's the thing. Lemire's book was fine. Yeah. Then I went back to Ellis's book, and even just there was a line where people are like, why would you ever dress up in all white? Like, <laughs> you, he, know how, you know how difficult it is to get blood out of things? And he says, because I want them to see me coming. Yeah. So, oh, that, that's, that's a great, a line. that's a great line. Yep. Um, and as far as the aspects of Khonshu, this pro- this could come from Egyptian mythology for all yeah. I know, but the different versions of Moon Knight, mm-hmm. the, the Mr. Knight in the suit. Yep. Um, there's, uh, he has another version that's a one-off in the Ellis book where he's like wearing the actual bird skull like thing. Right. So, okay. That makes sense. And they all relate to aspects of Khonshu. Um, and there's like Jake Lockley and Stephen Grant. Those yes. are all like yeah. different, different characters. Alter aliases. Like, I don't know how yeah. that played out in the original 70s version, right. but it was much more straight and less cerebral. Though he did, he has, and he's shown up in like a bunch of stuff. He was on like the Mystery Avengers, the regular Avengers, oh, yeah. Heroes he's, for Hire. He's, he's been around. Been around. He's one of those like Hell's Angels. If they, you know, He'd be on the Netflix shows if they were ever going to make a Moon Knight yeah. or anything. He'd be on the Netflix shows. Um, that's worrisome. <laughs> I need you. Um, so, I'm trying to view the 
Lemire one on mm-hmm. its own. I'm trying to be fair to it in that regard. Right. Even having gone back to the... The Ellis one will not be everybody's cup of tea because it's a lot of one-shots. Right. And also, when I read comic books online, something about the pacing of the contemporary Western comic book at this point with mm-hmm. the ads removed, yeah. they're just so fast. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm losing my brain for like... Comics? Reading comics? Like, Ooh. something about the pacing just always strikes me as off. Are you getting old? Maybe. Oh, God. Just just something about the pacing and, like, a, and like a, a Western, organized, laid out, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, something, the dialogue doesn't flow as well as I feel like it should, or just, right. like, that's just a me thing. Uh, shouts to, what did we say his name was? The artist? <sighs> Let's see if I can do this. Um, Greg Smallwood. Uh, if that's your name. I hope so, Greg Smallwood. <laughs> uh, you give a real, like... It's a real, like, Bill Sienkiewicz, but a little bit more legible. Okay. Like, it's real inky, scratchy, inky yes. type of look. Yes, Um, I like the artwork a lot. He's... I remember that's something I really liked. I like when they... It's sort of, it's like, probably midway to near the end of the trade, and they sort of change up the styles a couple of times. Yes, um, they brought in a couple of ringer artists for, like, when he's... Uh, when he reaches the pyramid. So, yeah, basically, Mark Spector is in, in Asylum. Um, and like an old timey asylum, that's actually one of the things I think I remember that like, they mentioned at some off. point, like like yeah, somebody's like, or he says it to like the doctor. Yeah, He's like, like, they don't have institutions like, like this, this anymore. Yeah, it's like you know the it, the orderlies like are beating the crap out of him, and they're electroshocking everyone, and yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, they don't; these don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely the moments where like. So they're working. He's working the unreliable narrator lane, where you know yeah. it's, it's, we we've seen versions of this story before. Um, it's fine in this version, you know, when he finally gets a look at the orderlies as yeah. like the the Anubis Anubis headed, um, you know, Jackal fiends, Jack, yeah, dog headed like uh, demon kind of characters. And when he finally makes his way to the roof, and you see like how New York looks with like the sand rising and mm-hmm. the. Um, some weird dialogue choices with Khonshu sometimes where he would like get exasperated and like call him a dumbass or something. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Um, Except for every Egyptian god. <laughs> um, yeah, ultimately, ultimately I liked it. It was a version of the like, you know, crazy person. Is the superhero crazy? Like, mm-hmm. it, you know we've it, seen that before. But you know it what was, it reminded me of? Hmm. Um, it reminded me of Mr. Miracle, actually. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that. Just that you don't know what you don't really know what it's what's real as a reader, and I think that's really it's a lot of fun. And maybe this version, I don't know, maybe both versions, maybe the Warren Ellis and this one, would be better served with. There are clearly some nods to the characters' lore that were just flying over my head. Like, oh yeah, same with me. Like I knew a little bit about the, the characters supporting I'd, characters. Who the fuck's Marlene? I don't know what's going on there. Like, I've done some. Like, I did some like Wikipedia research like back in the day when I was sort of like discovering the character, and then you fall into a hole, and you're finding out things about <laughs> other characters, and then you're like, where was I? Um, so there are some things I knew, but there, yeah, there was lots of stuff that I was like. Ooh, this I am enjoying this, but this may not have been for me. <laughs> you may a, a wiki may behoove you yeah. um, before dipping into this, just so you know who like Frenchie is, or because yeah. he even has like flashbacks of that character where it was like was, was that his Alfred like when he was yeah. playing rich guy like, like I don't helping him with a plane set up. Also, was he ever rich or Stephen Grant even really a person? Like I don't even know what that was about. Maybe you should give yourself a little familiarity with these characters so you can better appreciate how they're, like, you know, subverting the lore of Moon Knight. Right. 
Um, and you might get like excited about when people show up. <laughs> and we're just like, yes, like, this person. That guy. And I'm like, sure, that guy? Yeah. Um, I mean, it didn't reinvent the wheel, really. Like, it was, it was fine. I did like the art a lot. And I just, I like the look of the Moon Knight character. I think he's kind of woefully neglected. In the Marvel yes. Universe, I think there's Poor more. I think there's more interesting things you could do with them. Um, but I mean, we all know how hard it is out there for white male superheroes. <laughs> oh yeah, so <laughs> tough. They only get relaunched like literally eight fucking times. Mm. Um, so I would maybe give this like a seven point five. Okay. I'm happy with that. I'm curious enough to see. I may even stick with it, uh, of the least for through Lemire's run, because episode, episode, <laughs> <laughs> issue six picked up pretty much exactly where issue five left off. Yeah. Um, he, like, drives a cab as his, like, whatever his, like, Joe Chill character <laughs> was, and the old guy is, like, in the backseat and is like, you don't remember anything, do you? He's like... The hospital? I sold my soul to Anibus? Like... <laughs> You're like, what? He's like... <laughs> He's like, cool, so I sold my soul for nothing, eh? All right, that's dope. That's fine. I feel fine with this. I'm okay with that. Um, And definitely, I don't know, I don't know what it will, the Ellis book has not had any, like, overarching plot, at least what I read. Right. Um, so I don't know how much it may inform or not inform uh, Lemire's run, but definitely interesting, definitely worth, worth a read if you want something a little outside the usual regular Marvel Marvel lore. I mean, it's not really tied into anything. It's not like, you know, you're not going to find like a fucking Civil War II tie-in in the middle of Moon <laughs> Knight. Not. Like, if uh, that's the sort of thing that appeals to you. I kind of want to read this other run now, though. Because, I mean, it's been a while since I watched the... Uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I read the Lemire one. Mm. But I'm really interested in this Ellis one now. Yeah. Um, like I said, it was real... They were over really quick. Like they were, it was almost like had an anthology feel to it. It was right. like, yeah, um, Mister Knight would show up and be talking to talk to the cops for a bit, and then solve the case. Oh, that was it. Well, and then he uh, fights some ghosts, as you do. And then that issue's over. And then, like, I haven't seen anything. Well, it might be like a good. Kind there of are like some, intro. there were some moments where he's like, where the specter version of him is talking to a doctor of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, and this is how this idea of the aspects of Khonshu um, come into it. So, yeah, I, you don't need to read the Ellis run to enjoy the Lemire run, but mm -hmm. you know, there may be some, some extra seasoning there. Tidbits. If you did, uh, for you to pick up on, if you, if you read them both. Because uh, Warren Ellis is kind of dope. Segway. Um, all right, let's just get into it then. So I don't even remember. Oh, it was on Twitter. That's what it was. Tweet. I don't know. Somebody just posted some random shots from this comic book. Okay. And Karen Gillan, writer of Rookin' in the Divine mm -hmm. and Phonogram, and yep. uh, someone I follow on Twitter, reposted it with the caption, "We are all just the sons of Next Wave." Right. And I went, "Oh my god." I loved that book. I'm going to give it to Caitlin. So, this is Next Wave, colon, Agents of Hate. Mm -hmm. It was a book by that came out from 2006 to 2007, only ran 12 issues. I believe bom, bom. 
Womp womp. I believe Ellis only planned 12 issues, I think, mm-hmm. and then wanted to set it up. I believe what happened was it did not sell enough to justify uh, Eminem's page rate. <laughs> he was worth too much at that point. At that point. I think he was drawing uh, Ultimate Spider-Man <laughs> at that point. So His stock went up, and as much as he liked drawing this weird little book <laughs> that sold no <laughs> copies, could not justify it anymore. Um, <laughs> sorry. He's just laughing at oh, stuff on his book. phone. Love this book so much. They just have a cover of uh, of the Civil War tie-in for Next Wave Agents of Hate. And it's just uh, them like holding signs that say, please love us. <laughs> and Machine Man is holding a sign that says, Mark Miller licks goats. And who doesn't agree with that? Right. So. We definitely agree with it on this podcast. <laughs> so this is by Warren Ellis and Stuart Eminem. The series was written exclusively in two-issue story arcs. Bam. Bam. In, in and out. Two issues. Each issue began with a humorous, frequently asked questions column in which questions were answered with enthusiastic marketing copy that veers into the strange and disturbing. It was also used to answer questions posed by uninformed readers. The series features a collection of minor Marvel superheroes, Monster Hunter Elsa Bloodstone, Monica Rambo, former Captain Marvel. Yep. And so, no photon. That's how, how I knew. That's how I knew that was my in here. <laughs> Let's give her a little something familiar. Actually, but... there's something you don't know about these characters, and I will tell you in a second. What? We'll get to that in a moment. Uh... Tabitha Smith, former Boom Boom of X-Force. And others. From and my, other names. From my X-Men. I believe she's technically meltdown by this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Stack, the Machine Man, and a new character, the Captain, previously called Captain Expletive. We never know what it is. It's always blurred out with skulls. Yep. Uh, the obscure words being so horrible that Captain America allegedly, quote, beat seven shades of it out of him and left him in a dumpster with a bar of soap in his mouth. As Captain America does. These individuals are assembled by hate, the highest anti-terrorism effort. Yep. To fight unusual weapons of mass destruction, UWMDs. The Next Wave team learns that hate is funded by the Beyond Corporation, an organization formerly known as the terrorist group Silent. As a result, the heroes leave hate, stealing a vehicle called the Shockwave Rider. They destroy UWMDs that the Beyond Corporation and hate have hidden around the United States while being pursued by hate. Director Dirk Anger, a parody of Nick Fury. The UWMDs include, and we'll leave that. We'll leave what some of those are. Uh, the Shockwave Rider as a mobile base of operations, uh, which is larger on the inside and out, much like the TARDIS of Doctor Who. Next Wave is able to rapidly mount missions in widely separated locations, including Central Illinois, Wyoming, North Dakota, and Nevada. This is a parody. I don't even know. This book could not exist. I don't know how this book existed in the first place, to be honest, having gone back and read I feel those like first few issues. Someone wasn't paying attention. It did apparently have a theme song at one point. Amazing. One of the editors wrote, wrote a theme song <laughs> and put it on MySpace. It lets you know, lets you know how old this book was. It's quite old. Um, it's Warren Ellis taking the piss. Yep. A lot mm-hmm. on the tropes of superhero dumb. Um, and it's also kind of simultaneously a love letter to the weird corners of the Marvel Universe. Yep. I believe Devil Dinosaur does make an appearance in this book at one point. Amazing. Um, and it involves... Uh, Old-timey Marvel monster Fen Fang Foom shitting his pants. So who doesn't love that? Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> How did this book find you, <laughs> considering I gave you no synopsis? I just said, you're reading next way. Um, okay, there. it's it's a weird... So I'm going to go with everything that I liked, okay? <laughs> I love the art. I he, loved the he's characters. He's real good. I love the characters. The art is... I, and I'm sorry if this actually is him or... I'm so ignorant, and you're just all going to laugh at me. But it reminds me of, um, oh, my God, uh, so, Hellboy. 
Oh, Mike Mignola. Yeah. Well, There's like a very squarey jaw, yeah. yes. squarey kind of look to it. A lot, a lot of square jaws. Yeah. Um, uh, I love the characters. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Tabitha Smith. Really? Yep. She is one of my favorite really? new-ish mutants. She um, did not make an appearance on the X-Men cartoon, did she? No, she did not. How did you come to Boom Boom? Um, various ways. Uh, she appeared in a... There was another X-Men series that didn't do as well in like the 2000s. She mm. was on that. <laughs> um I just loved, I loved her weird power suite. Like it was, she basically can set off explosions, but she literally has to say like, boom, boom. Tick, tick, boom. Tick, she tick, to, boom. She has to or count them down. She sometimes makes, she has to do one, two, three, like depending on the comic, she has to do like one, two, three, they, boom. Yeah, they tweaked them, but in general, I believe it was she could make little like bombs out of yeah. energy and they were like grenades basically. Yeah. They tweaked that, I think, to a point where she could like shoot blasts, but yeah. I mean, all, the best version of the character is when she makes the little, the little, little bombs. bombs. Um, there was kind of like a, you know, Jubilee-esque-ness to yeah. her. Um, and I kind of like characters like that, right? Who aren't don't have like all the... Okay, yes, my favorite character is Captain Marvel, who just like <laughs> is a crazy powerful. But I also like these characters that have like weird power suites. Um, so I actually love her when she showed up. I like fully freaked out. I was so excited. <laughs> um, I love this... Like I said, this, the storyline, the setup, the using of the weird characters, having Monica Rambeau there, who I also love because I'm a huge fan of Captain Marvel in all iterations. <laughs> um, I hated the writing, like the dialogue. Really? Oh, I. why is Tabitha so fucking dumb? <laughs> like, I just, it couldn't stand it. She was so dumb. And then there were some really good scenes that set up, should have set up really good dialogue and didn't it just like fell flat um a lot of it was really kind of like grossish kind of like oh it's what i'm looking for juvenile-esque humor again from fang foom <laughs> a giant dragon shits its pants yeah. um i did like how crazy dirk anger was like, see, I thought that was the moment when when I went back and reread it. I was like, "Oh, that's way too broad for her. She's like not gonna." Oh, I I loved how like insane he was and just weird, like the giant gun. I was, gonna, I was just about to ask him how you felt about the giant gun that is with the barrel turned back yeah, towards him. I was him. just like, "What is going on?" Um, so I like the weirdness of it. I love the weirdness of it. I just the dialogue wasn't very good, and I kept on being like, "Did Tabitha?" Really, just say you're acting like uh, like stealing stuff's a crime. Really, that's the line you chose. You're like a thousand different lines you could have chosen, and that's the line. I don't know. I just that totally irritated me. We didn't really know what millennials were in 2006, so I think it was just he's <laughs> <laughs> just doing his best. Um, but what, what's that line about Fin Fang Foom doesn't have a penis? You have no idea how. <laughs> so you just imagine how mad he is right now. Yeah, like I mean. Some stuff that was fine, but a lot of it just felt really flat. And I wanted it to be much better because I enjoyed everything else, right? Mm. It's that frustration of being like, this is so good. Why is it not better? <laughs> it should be better. Do better dialogue. Um, so, yeah, that's how I felt about it. It was just, it was frustrating because I wanted it to be so good. And there were things I liked. I love that they like 
every time Monica brings up that she was on the Avengers, and they're like, did you really fucking bring that up again? Like, I'm sick <laughs> did, of fucking hearing about did it. Did she mention she was on the Avengers? Um, and small quibble. Quibbles. If you're going to put in <laughs> square quibbles. words and going to put the skulls in, you do it the number of letters the squ- or the skulls the square word is. <laughs> if it's If it's supposed to be cock, you do four. If it's supposed to be... I think for most of them, it would be four. It was all four. Ah. You can't do that. If it's bitch, you got to put in five. <laughs> like, this is rule. These are the rules of using skulls to swear. Um, Caitlin didn't make the rules. They just, they are the rules. It just was frustrating. I'm like, what? Are you Captain Cock? Are you Captain? Like, what <laughs> are you? I mean, you could still have that joke of we don't know what his name is. But I kept, kept in my head he was Captain Cock because I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Um, but like, and I knew sometimes when they were saying bitch, but other times I'm like, you could have put anything there. I need to know if it's a fuck or a shit. Like, I need to know. You gotta know. <sighs> gotta know what curse you're using. Yeah. You do an F three things. I know exactly what you're talking about. You still get your fun skulls in there. Good times for everybody. Um, so I am going to keep on reading it because I do love the like weird monsters they keep on fighting. Um, but I'm I don't remember. The, I don't remember the full litany. I didn't finish this in single issues. I, f- I don't feel like. I feel mm. like I was buying it in single issues, but didn't end up finishing it because I think I got out of comics before it wrapped up. I got um, to. I got to issue number four. Like, the, like I finished issue number four. Right. Um, I don't even think I reread issue number four yet, but I'll probably reread it all myself. I do remember reading the collected trade, and I'm pretty sure not only does Devil Dinosaur show up, but he's like a mobster and has a little tuxedo that he wears. Tiny dinosaur tuxedo. <laughs> So good. Or giant dinosaur tuxedo, really. Tiny tuxedo <laughs> arms. He's like holding a machine gun or a Tommy gun. How, how can he fire it? He has tiny, tiny arms. arms. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Again, I don't know how this book ever existed. And this is like um, how much I enjoyed Justice League. Uh, International. International, right? It's They're taking all these characters maybe a bunch of people haven't heard of, right? How many people know Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel? Right. Or even as Photon, right? Um, how many people know Tabitha? I happened to stumble upon her and thought she was a great character. Um, these other characters, I don't know where they're from, right? They're just like... Like, I vaguely remember Machine Man, but I don't, I, I remember looking, when I started the reread, looking up on Wiki to being like, okay, so where did, where did he find all these? Mm-hmm. And... I was alarmed to find that the captain was the only, like, original character. Right. That, like, Elsa Bloodstone does come from somewhere. I don't remember what. Some we don't se- know some, what. Some, some 70s does. book or something. But that, to me, is always, like, that's always what I gravitated towards in DC mm-hmm. was, like, like you love Justice League International. I love, like, the Justice Society. Like, right. old, forgotten, like, World War II, like, era superheroes and mm-hmm. stuff. We know I ride for Mr. Terrific, y'all. His name's Mr. Terrific. His name is Mr. Terrific. <laughs> Come on now. I'm just always, we love Booster Gold the, the in co- our household. The colors on the costumes always clash. They're like the ugliest <sighs> costumes and shit. I love that. Um, so Marvel has just a just as much of a like you know repository of mm-hmm. forgotten weirdo characters that are just waiting to get to get lifted. And the fact that they were just like, okay, fine, Warren Ellis, you know you've. If you, you want to use them. You've made your bones. You are, mm-hmm. you know, we know you'll move the needle a little bit. So you want to do a book for us? Sure. Just go nuts and have at it. Yeah. Um, I also believe he's uh, taking the piss a little bit on his pre- his own previous work. Right. He was, uh, he did a book called The Authority back in the day for Wildstorm, which was no characters that ever existed outside of, you know, this own universe. But 
was known at the time for you know, widescreen, <laughs> make comics widescreen, like a bunch of two page spreads and things oh like that. God. And they had this, uh, they had this ship that like traveled in the bleed, which is like the space between universes type right. of thing. So that ship that they're on, I'm pretty sure he's taking the piss out of the authority with this book as well. Right. Which is yeah. funny because it's his own work that everybody started ripping off and he's like, I'm just going to dead my own shit now. Like, yeah. Hey, you get that. Once you make your own shit, you can do whatever you want. You can kick punches, Katie Mack. Seven. Fair. Yeah, it's a seven. There's so many things, and I wanted this book to be so fucking good because <laughs> there's so many things that were amazing. Even the like, the in between stuff, and like the little like synopses of things, <laughs> and the character descriptions. Like they were all really funny. Um, and I love that. I love it sometimes when, you know, we were just talking about certain characters get razzed or they pull things out of obscurity and um, use them. And I just loved all of that. I love the art. I love the storyline. I thought it was fantastic. Um, but that dialogue is just, oh, it's killing me. Well, spoiler alert, you may have the same problem with the, with this Moon Knight book. but <laughs> I find that sometimes with the with the British, with the British, I don't even know if he's British, he might be Scottish. Um the, the UK writers, Graham Morrison does the same thing where sometimes people just talk and it's like, I, no one on earth has ever has spoken no ever a sentence like that in their lives. Like, and I can tell you right now, I mean, writing Tabitha as like a ditzy character, totally fine. But as like that stupid that she, what, she doesn't know stealing is a crime. See, it just, it's bothering me. I don't really think that it's stupid. I think he writes her like she's an obnoxious entitled brat, like, which is no better per se if you, if you like the character, but. The cell phone conversation, the it was just all, it's very, I don't like it. Look at her, the face her, I'm making. Her, <laughs> her fixation with her phone struck me as a very, like, 2006 era, like, commentary on millennials. Millennials. Millen oh, you millennials. Mm, that's me. <laughs> well, both of those are available wherever you find your comic books yeah. online. Probably Fire up the old Hoopla app in your local library. It is not on the Hamilton Hoopla, I can tell you that much. Really? Or at least not, not Moon Knight, because I wanted to re reread it. Well, listen, I mean, it's on your Marvel Unlimited, which frankly is a very good deal, as is the Shonen Jump one. So, I mean, if you want to you get your Netflix of comics out there, go do that. it's a good time for that, too. Mm -hmm. Friends, we're going to do facials yeah. for our patrons, which means we have to... Leave you for this week, unfortunately. We do. We're so sorry. That's a pretty good episode. <laughs> a pretty good, pretty good app. Yeah, pretty solid. And like, listen, the, the new episode of Romance is a Bonus Book is like online as we speak. So why am I still talking to you? And also, I'm like, we gotta do facials. I gotta get out of here so he can watch that. Right. Because I am not as far as he is. Things to do, and frankly, I did not get enough sleep today coming up midnight. So I do not know how many more hours I have left in me. We gotta fit it. Fit it. He has to fit in as much entertainment. As possible. Before I go back to work tomorrow night. Yeah. So, friends, if you'd like to get at us for anything, you know you can do that at GeekdownPod on any socials, usually Twitter and Fashibuk. Uh, did you want me to tell them where it's at? If, if you want. I guess. com forward slash. It's literally just the Swedish show. That's all we're doing. Bergy, 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 uh, get at us at there friends thank you so much for joining us my name is jordan ferguson my name is caitlin mckinnon the theme song is by rob gasser and we will have you listen to us next week
That's on you. I am funny on, all the that's time. On, that's on you. Just because you didn't capture it. You didn't hit record at the right time. Are you going to be that funny for that long when, that, when the mic's not on? I can't help it. What the fuck it. is wrong I'm with you? I'm funny all the time. You just got to pick the one time when I'm trying to focus on writing things in the notebook. It takes a long focus. time. It takes a long time to fill that notebook. It's so comically large. It is a normal yeah, notebook like this. So tiny. <laughs> notebook like this. Is it, is it? Do you have tiny hands? <laughs> Your tiny notebook. <laughs> baby hands. Little baby. Little baby mouth. Uh, 